When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. My name is Ben Bolin. I'm a video writer here, and I also get the privilege of hanging out with our own auto guru. A privilege. Mr. Scotty B. I thought it was your uh, responsibility. Your, uh, your, uh, someone, someone's giving you the order to do that, I thought. Oh, man, are you no? kidding? No, no, this is okay. one of the best parts of my oh, week. Oh, that's good. That's it's absolutely. Now, that's my boss. This what is a, one of the days that I don't ever miss. What a pal. I'm, you know what? You can count on me, my friend, just like that. <laughs> or you can lean on me, just like one of those oldies songs. As a matter of fact, Scott, you know, I do not support breaking the law in any way, but if you came to me and you said, Ben, I need to get something inside or out of the country without being detected, you know what I would do? What would you do? I'm not sure if I would help you because I'd need more information, but I would hear you out. I hmm. would listen to you. You would listen to me Yeah, before would, you shot me down, right? No, I might not even shoot you down. I, you know, I wouldn't uh, – uh, let's just get this out front. I would not smuggle anything across the border. I wouldn't do that. I would never smuggle anything either. It's I, I know you wouldn't. A bad idea. But I feel we just needed to say that right We up do. Front. We do need to let people know this is not a how-to podcast. That's exactly what I was going to say is yeah. don't look at this as a how-to and we're not telling you that this is a good idea and we're not saying that these people are uh, you know, well, you know what? They're pretty smart. But uh sure. but <laughs> that's because they have to be to get around the uh, you know, the law enforcement agencies that are mm-hmm. one step well, sometimes one step ahead of them, sometimes one step behind them. Right. And uh, the idea is that, you know, they have to come up with more and, I guess, better, more crafty ways, I sure. guess, to get around the, uh, the the law enforcement agencies that are, that are on top of them, that, that understand how they do it. Yeah. And uh, so let's just – man, I feel like I'm just – Going a thousand miles an hour here, so let's let's uh, let's, let's tell everybody what we're talking about first. Let's rein it back in for a okay. second. So right. you want to hit them with it until yes, because yes. See, man, I can't. I can't I, stop. I'm feeling it. I, uh, I feel like we've got such. I just think that a lot of this stuff, the creativity behind it, is impressive. Yes, if not if not the motives. That's that's why I like this topic. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry guys. Uh, smuggling. All right, what is it? It is. It is uh, circumventing the usual rules that a country has about what you can and cannot take in or out of that country 
and you know the various fees that they have for doing it in the United States uh a lot the majority of our smuggling most people will tell you uh takes place in the form of people uh smuggled across a border mm-hmm. or drugs and typically those drugs are going to be things like cocaine and heroin and marijuana and don't forget uh guns and money and guns and money you're yeah. right Scott I forgot the yeah. I forgot to complete our four biggies yeah but other things are smuggled too, right? Yeah, there's plenty of other things that are smuggled. I mean, there's animal. I, I'm I'm laughing, but I shouldn't be laughing. There are there are animals. There's ivory. There's sure. uh, um, wait legal things. Exotic too. plants yeah. are smuggled. Um, you know, cigarettes are smuggled. Exactly, cigarettes, which you wouldn't think would be illegal, but you know, if they're made out of the country and cheaper, and you know, there's they all kinds beat of laws. That tax. Exactly. Yeah. yeah there's uh, some examples of that that we've got. But um, yeah, exotic animals are a big one. Uh, yeah. you'll, you'll often hear stories about exotic animals being smuggled across the border, mm-hmm. um, whether that's in a vehicle or not in a vehicle. Sometimes people, this is terrible. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. I, I was halfway chuckling, but I mean, it's, it's funny to, to, to hear this, but then you realize what these animals must have gone through. Most of which are endangered. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of them don't make the trip across. They don't, they don't live through, right. the, through the ordeal. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, you know, they'll tape down birds' wings. And mm-hmm. then tape them to their legs and things like that. And they'll, uh, they'll have false compartments in suitcases. And, um, since we're talking about automobiles, this is one of the worst ones. I mean, this is terrible. Yeah. I I've think heard I of know. parrot smuggling. Which sounds, sounds hilarious. It Let's just does, get that. It, it, it sounds, sounds hilarious. Like a, like a Steve Martin bit or something. Yeah. Like cat professional juggling. parrot smuggling. <laughs> like cat juggling. You remember yeah, that? Yeah, uh, but yeah. No, this is, uh, this is parrot smuggling and it's, it's serious business. I mean, it's, it's mm. very, very, um, it's lucrative. Yeah, it is. It's very lucrative. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess legally, something like a quarter of a million exotic birds are brought into the United States every year mm. because everybody likes the parrots and the cockatiels and whatever else sure, you know, that they bring. Sure. Um, problem with this is about twenty-five thousand of those animals every year are brought in illegally, and you might wonder how do you get parrots into the country? Well. How do you get parrots into the country illegally, Scott? <laughs> this is terrible. This is some. This is now we talked about how some, sometimes they tape them, they drug them, they, yeah. they put them in suitcases, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're talking about cars here, right? Cars. We stuff. are so a car we're talking show. about how we're getting things through via car. Some they're they're drugged, they're taped up. You know, their beaks and their wings are taped up, and sometimes we're even given, given tequila prior to this just to, to silence them to to make them oh, tranquil. God. I guess I know. And then they're placed inside hubcaps of vehicles. And driven across the border. And you can imagine what kind of a ride that is and what that does to a bird. Even if it survives. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Most of them die. I would imagine um, so. So anyways, there's, a, there's just a lot going on that you may not, mm-hmm. I mean, may not know about. I mean, people are using, you know, they use puppies. They sew packets of things into puppies. They yeah. do um, just terrible things. I mean, Put things in snakes. And exactly. Things. False compartments in in luggage, in cars, in, mm-hmm. um, oh, someone was using a wig where they used, like, the inner liner of the wig was uh, was a way to smuggle in drugs. Um, and keep, just, in, keep in mind, folks, anybody who is, God forbid, contemplating a career change, as smart as all these things sound, as ruthless and smart as all these things sound, we know about them because these people were all caught. Yeah, that's right. We wouldn't. If, we we don't know about what's going on right now. Right. We know about the <laughs> ones that have been caught. So, um, and and you know, I'll get to the moral of this story later at the end. I yeah, think. let's there, save the moral a, for the end. Because um, if you really think about it, it's tough. But um, it, the thing that we want to talk about here mainly mm-hmm. is cars. 
and yes. how and how some of these crafty smugglers, these people that take contraband from contraband is what it's called, um, yeah. the illegal substances are brought from one country to the next, and how they go about securing a place for that contraband or or, or mm. hiding that from the law enforcement agencies that are that are out to catch them. That's where we're t- we're interested in. That's what we're interested in here today. Right. And on the way, we're gonna we're gonna tell you about a couple of a uh, couple of things you might not know. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> otherwise, you know, you may. Well, never mind. Well, there's a lot of places. Let's just start a, a car itself. Yeah. There are so many places already. Cars are built to maximize storage. Yeah. There are already so many nooks and crannies where you can put things, and of course, any customs officer. Already knows all of those things. Yeah, you put your weed in there. Yeah, you put that's your weed a, in there. Have you, man. Seen, have you seen that? There's an, a Saturday Night Live bit where the I think it's an antiques dealer, and everything, <laughs> every little compartment that the people open up, he says, "You put your weed in there." And so, uh, <laughs> okay, move, keep on. Yeah, keep going. So, okay, so um, obviously you can't use the normal nooks and crannies because no. people know where those are. Obviously, right, and. Uh, the next step for the intrepid smuggler, right, the entrepreneurial smuggler, which I guess most smugglers are, sure, um, is, to is to find a place where no one would ever look. And at this point, you know, Scott and I are pretty late in the game, in the, the smuggling game. But if you don't mind, man, let's just do a back and forth of places where people have tried to hide <laughs> contraband. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that sounds like a good one. Um, right. well, you want to start? Um, sure. I'll kick it off. Uh, I'll see you hubcaps and raise you the inside of the spare tire. Oh, that's a simple one. I feel like that's not the, they weren't trying very hard. Okay. Well, how about minivans and things like that? They have, uh, plenty of room in them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they've got the, the stolen ghost seating and they've got those, you know, the false panels underneath. Oh yeah. False panels. Uh, you know, that they can fold, uh, the, the chairs into. Mm-hmm. Well, you just simply build another false floor into that or you build another compartment that the seats supposedly fold, fold into, but that seat doesn't fold. Mm. See? Ah. See? Okay. Uh, behind the dashboard, uh, behind the dashboard, not where the glove box is, but there is, you can make space in a lot of models. Uh, you know, you could take out the airbag, but keep the airbag cover. Okay. How about in the battery? Or what you think is the battery? Oh, you got me. Oh, did I? Yeah, you're going to say that, that one. one. Oh, I thought you were going to say that one. No, no, under the hood, you open up the hood, it looks like the car has a battery. Uh huh. Not a real battery. It's a, it's a dummy. Yeah, uh, you take the top right off, and there's uh, there's whatever in there. There could be guns, there could be drugs, Parrots. and they uh, yeah. And the real battery is then located in the trunk of the vehicle. Ah, uh, so they they just relocated the battery, and uh, mm. that's a fake one. And the way they test for that apparently is they're able to put a uh, you take a wrench or something like that and just lay it across the terminals, and if it doesn't react, it's not a real battery. You know what? I'm going to raise the stakes, man. I'm going to tell you something crazy. All right. You ready? Yeah. Do you, wait, do you have another one? Uh, this, this is nuts. Maybe. So why maybe. Don't you go, but I want to go. steal it. So go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So <clears throat> let's say you're a customs officer and you've got your drug dog with you. So mm-hmm. you've already caught who knows how many people putting stuff in their hubcaps or in their glove box or whatnot. And your drug dog is going crazy. But by golly, you guys have searched Everywhere you've ripped open things, you've mm-hmm. had the the people strip searched. You cannot find these drugs that your dog tells you uh, are there, and then you realize when uh, the pooch starts sniffing around at the armrest or a suspicious statue or something in the car that that thing 
actually might contain cocaine. And so you open it up, you break it, but you can't figure out where the cocaine is. And then you realize, as did several people um, relatively recently, that some brilliant chemist working for a drug lord has managed to chemically change cocaine, suspend it in some sort of other substance, mm. and build things with it. Oh, cool. So the cocaine would actually be, and I don't know if they can do this with other drugs, so the cocaine would actually be, in this case, the armrest. Or, in uh, one of the saddest cases, it would be a statue of a religious figure. A seven-pound statue of Jesus Christ was uh, found by border police in Texas and the dog started sniffing at it and they couldn't find any cocaine inside it because the entire statue was made of cocaine. Wow. So when we talk about how like the customs guys have already seen almost everything under the sun and the, uh, cause there's so much money, especially in the illicit trades, you know, these guys aren't smuggling cigarettes or yeah. duty-free booze. Something that's readily obvious that you can right. you can spot. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, now you know what? I'm glad I didn't say anything ahead of time because Why? mine was similar. What's yours? Um, I I've read about the the process where they can change cocaine into plexiglass, a clear substance. Wow. And so they're making yeah. things like you know just decorative frame, you know, like a frame with a piece of glass in it uh-huh. that the the frame uh, the glass rather. Is, is the cocaine and then they have to find a way to extract the cocaine from that, that once it arrives wherever it's going. Ah, that's the catch. Fish tanks, things like that. Fish so tanks, would you wow. ever think that, that, you know, that fish tank is cocaine coming across the border? I don't think you would give that a second look. I but, would probably would not. But, but as you've mentioned, the, as you've mentioned, the, uh, the, um, uh, the drug dogs know. Thank God for the dogs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those dogs, they're awful darn smart. And really, I mean, that's what it comes down to is you're going to be able to outsmart them. They and don't care what it looks like. You're not. You're, you're not, not going to be able to. They've been doing this for years. Exactly. But, um, yeah, there's just a, there's a ton of places. Now, one of the things that they mentioned in one of the articles that I was reading from, um, something from the Drug Enforcement Administration, and this is from a while back. So this is older technology, not, not brand new technology, but, um, there's something called traps. Traps. And it's just what it sounds like. You know, trap door. Trap, oh, yeah. Trap. Okay. Okay, okay. So you open up a door and there's a, a compartment beneath. Sure. Um, here's the funny thing about traps. They're called automotive safes sometimes. <laughs> so you can put things in them, you know, that may be valuable. Let's say you can put money or transport weapons or a whatever. A valuable watch even. Legally. Right. Legally. But you can only have safes in just a couple of states here in the United States. Uh, California, Illinois, and Michigan. Are the only states where it's um, you're allowed to have a hidden compartment in your vehicle. It's a crime in other states. Other states, it is a crime. That's right. In fact, if you possess an illegal trap in your vehicle, um, some of the some of the things that may happen to you. If you live in Illinois, uh, you may have your vehicle seized oh. uh, or jail time, which uh, may go up to a year if you're in California, a place like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have a, let's see. Uh, trap fabricators in California, which is weird because they're they're legal in California. That's what but it says you can't here. Make them. but you can't make them. So if you're a trap fabricator in California, uh, you can be punished by imprisonment in a state prison for 16 months or from two to three years. Wow! So it's serious. If you if you decide, hey, I'm going to start up a little side business here doing this, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not a good idea in California. 
Duly noted, Scott. You just have to check your local laws, that's for sure. Um, but they come in three different sizes, really. And this is according to the DEA. Okay. Um, they are, of course, small, medium, large. And they say that the small ones, the small traps, are probably the most technologically advanced. And I guess going backwards here, we'll go back to the small because these are where okay. they get pretty interesting to me. All right. Now, the large ones are, are in tankers and um, – Sure, gas semi- tanks. Exactly, gas tanks. They're in semi-trucks. They're in um, – um, heavy equipment, you know, like maybe yeah. uh, something that's, stuff. exactly construction equipment where they can build false walls, cover it with some building material, or right. um, even in some cases hot asphalt. Um, where the only test to be able to find out if there is a hidden compartment is to be able to feel the outside, and if you find a cold spot, you know that that's a compartment. Wow! So uh, they know the ways around these, how yeah. they, you know how they're concealed, thinking that you know the smell of the asphalt is going to conceal it from the dogs as well. Um, people try to enclose drugs in honey. And things like that, you know, just mm, so that the dogs can't sure. smell it. Uh, doesn't work, by the way. I would imagine um, not. So th- there are medium traps, which are probably in like, you know, SUVs, minivans, that type of thing, mm. you know, where it's a relatively big compartment that's, uh, you know, because they, bi- they have big panels, they have big right. wide open fl- open floor plans, so, you know, easier to, to hide. But these small compartments can be in any vehicle at all, really, anything. And they find that they're extremely advanced. And the reason that they're advanced is because a lot of them have switches and hydraulic systems that actuate them. So you're not able to just get into the trap by just, you know, taking a screwdriver and prying this thing open. Popping it up. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's not that obvious. You know, the, the seams are well hidden. If there are seams even in some cases, um, you know, the entire panel may move up. And uh, sometimes, you know, they require a, a heavy magnet to be run over the uh, the locking system. Sometimes uh. they require a combination of, of things to, you know, have happen before it will open. Mm. And it, it's, you know, usually it's a complicated system. It's not, it's not like, you know, I press this switch and it opens up. Uh, right. It doesn't doesn't work that way. They they make it so that you know, like maybe for the, for the hydraulic system to even operate, uh, you may have to have the air conditioner on, a certain turn signal on. Ah, you have there's to, a code. You have to put your foot on the brake and then hit the switch. I admire that. All in that order, or all simultaneously, or you know, some some combination Sequence, of this. Yeah. But but the hydraulic systems otherwise will keep that panel tight, and you may think that it's secured via screws or whatever it would wow. be. But uh, they're very very advanced, and uh, some of them you know. Well, some of them are dangerous. I mean, who knows what could be inside those compartments? So, um, could be, yeah. you know, could, could be, be explosives. Well, it could be, could be guns, things like that. So, um, you know, that any officer making any stop has to be aware of a lot of different things. And, and right. I would, I would hate to be in that position. I mean, having to find something like this in a car because a lot of them can't be found on initial just cursory searches of the right. vehicle. Initial assessment. They have to do yeah. what they call a destructive search. And destructive searches are just what it sounds like. Taking off door panels, they're, ripping they're, up upholstery. Exactly. If the dog smells something in that seat and it's going crazy over the, the seat, guess it's what? Time. They're going to take the seat out and tear it apart. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the, the law would be on, you know, whatever border you're on, but, mm-hmm. um, they may not have to put that back in the vehicle for you. And it gets, uh, it gets crazier. Um, while we're, while we're on the subject of the cars, let's go ahead and talk about, Scott, Scott and I have the same picture. I saw this when we came in. Hmm. The same picture of uh, something that we were going to mention. We have to mention it in the smuggling. Yeah, I think so. So contraband would be illegal things. Uh, there are also, as we know, uh, there is a huge business across the world in illegal immigration. And a very unfortunate side effect or a very unfortunate aspect of this in the U.S.-Mexico border is the the smuggling of people from Mexico to the United States. And uh, 
as again we see the same thing with the as we did with illicit drugs we see the people on the smuggling side become increasingly creative and unusual in a bid to outsmart the uh, increasingly adaptive and vigilant customs forces. Correct. Yeah. I almost got lost in that sentence. <laughs> Did right. it make you sense? Got it. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Scott, you and I both have this picture of someone's dashboard. Could you describe it? <laughs> yeah. Um, you could find it by going to Snopes really. Yeah. If you want to, just to see this picture because there's about three photos. Yeah. It's called Dashboarder Crossing. And, uh, it's, uh, it's a funny picture, but it's, it's pretty sad. Very really. sad situation. The, yeah. the thing is, they've, they've stuffed a 135 pound woman behind the dashboard of a car mm-hmm. to get her into the United States. And it looks impossible. It looks, uh, yeah, she's built into the dash. Yeah. And, uh, they, what they've done is removed the entire AC or HVAC unit that's behind mm-hmm. the dash mm-hmm. there and allowed her to get in. But, I mean, she's contorted in a position. It's, I can't believe that she was able to ride. In there for more than one minute. I mean, she's and she's bolted into the thing, really. Well, if people feel like they have to do something, they'll do it. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, the idea is that you know they 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 get her in there just just outside the view of um, you know customs agents. Sure. Drive across the border. This is the plan, right? They drive yeah. across the border, and uh, then just out of view of them, they they let her out. Um, well, it didn't work that way because you know they were they were on to them and they they caught them. And and a lot of times, you know, all they do is they look for. Um, you know things that don't look right. Let's right. say that you know there there were supposed to be vents there and those vents are missing, mm-hmm. um, or the you know clearly they've got a bunch of extra screws into the dash right now and that's not and they're not supposed to be there. They look for anything out of the ordinary, anything that's um, you know buttons that don't work. Yeah, exactly. Stuff that stands out. Yeah, if, if you got systems in there, like why why wouldn't the air conditioning system not work in the vehicle? Or why wouldn't it be on if yeah. you're crossing the border? Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe there was a, a wiring harness that was hanging down down below it, or it just looked sure. like it was you know put together kind of uh, shabbily. You know that it wasn't wasn't quite right. Because if you're if you're trying to catch. Uh, a group of people who will do anything, then you have to look for everything. Yeah, and if you <laughs> and if you want to see something funny, oh uh, yeah, this go to guy. The, go to the end of the article, the same article that I just mentioned, and there, <laughs> there's a guy that has. <laughs> I'm laughing at this, but it's the same sad situation. I feel so, it's his expression is priceless. I, I know he's 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 masquerading as a seat in a van. And he's built yeah. into you know you know when you sit upright in a seat mm-hmm. he's the shape of the seat but he's built he's he's built himself into the seat he's or co- someone someone has covered in upholstery he's covered in upholstery to look like a seat and they had somebody sitting in the seat on top of him to cross and, the border and then they they ripped it up but they didn't take him out before they took a picture <laughs> they, so you can see his head <laughs> and you can kind of see his feet yeah this is this is funny they've torn the the armrest off and of course his arm was in there they tore off the, the you know the bottom of the seat and his feet are there it's mm. it's just it's a funny looking photo but it's a sad situation yeah and uh you know this is closer to what reminded me of this whole thing because i, I swear ben i've seen somewhere it was either in a ripley's believe it mm. or not museum or something like that i feel it was like one of these touristy trap places that i was in mm-hmm. that i saw somewhere where somebody had hollowed out um the seat in a, I thought it was a mini, like a mini Cooper or something Weird, like that. Really? Yeah, like the, taking the foam out yeah. so the person could, could sit in the, in the seat position with somebody on top of them as a, you know, as a passenger to, yeah. to disguise this thing. And I, I swear I thought I saw this. Maybe it was the dash. I just don't remember, but it was such a small car anyways. And it was a, it was an East Germany to West Germany thing that uh, gives okay. you an idea of the era. Yeah. Uh, you know, crossing through Ber- Berlin, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, you know, of course, sad situation, but I mean, it's just ridiculous how they did this and, and very, very ingenious. Mm-hmm. Um, but they used to do things and they, they still might where they take, you know, uh, large sharp pins and run them through the fabric of the, uh, of the ah, seats and, you know, like a big hat pin or something even longer than wow. that and drive it through the fabric of the seats to see if it hits anything. And that's, you know, that'll find if there's anything solid there. That'll also find if there's a, unfortunately, a person inside yeah. there. So, um, yeah, this can be bad news. And I'm going to take it down real, I'm going to take it down really low and then we're going to go up to something crazy interesting, okay? <laughs> Great. Okay, going down really low, uh, one of the worst examples I could find of the people smuggling aspect, because if you think about it, this is a crazy type of car modification. I think that's one of the best ways to look at it. Sure. Um, they, uh, it has been documented that a woman and her three-year-old daughter, uh, were inside the gas tank of a caravan, a Dodge caravan, and they were attempting to cross in the border that way. Inside the gas tank. And three years old, Scott. Oh. I think that's just wrong. Well, any age, but still cramming mm-hmm. a three-year-old inside a gas tank. With her mom. Oh, or gosh. her, yeah, with her mom. Oh. So we're going to take it up. It's okay, buddy. It gets better. It gets better. I've got some, I've got some I think you'll like. Let's see. We already did cocaine Jesus. So let me tell you about. You just like saying cocaine Jesus. I, you know what? I, <laughs> I'm a little yeah. bit, okay. Yeah. I, I kind of like hearing you say it. Fair so, enough. Fair yeah. enough. And you know, I don't mean anything offensive by no, it. No, I just I think it's so strange. It is. It's odd. So speaking of odd and strange, as you can hear me shuffling through my notes here, uh, you are never going to guess what one of the smuggling vehicles of choice is. Actually, you probably will. Is it a big vehicle? It can be. Typically, it's <laughs> not that big. It's not as big as you would expect. Oh, really? Okay. okay. I was going to, uh, let's just say I'm going to pick any minivan. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. How about submarines? Submarines. How about miniature submarines? Really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, the Colombian police, uh, found a, let's see, they found a native built mini submarine, so like a homebrewed submarine, uh, near the Colombian border with Ecuador. And these things, these things are ideally never supposed to see customs, you know? Mm-hmm. So these aren't the people who are, you know, smuggling plastic or smuggling glass frames or, or statues or something. These are people who are building a submarine at home, loading it with 10 tons of cocaine. And that's about, according to this article, that's about uh, $200 million. Whoa. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's still true, but wow. they this isn't the first time they found a submarine. In 1995, they found a submarine. In 2000, they found a submarine. No kidding. So these is, these are home built, Scott. Oh, I bet they're not pretty. Oh no, 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 no. sir. They're ugly. <laughs> That's interesting though. They're so they're they're well just taking a short little trip right around the border right. and, and that's it, huh? But you also people have also done the same thing or tried to do the same thing in Thailand, in North Korea, and in the Philippines. Wow. And it's uh let's see. Uh da da uh, uh someone in well, let's see. In 2000, uh, you also you also hear some activity uh, about Sri Lanka with this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, submarines at, at the risk of sounding cavalier or like as though I'm cool with these people. Submarines are the possibly the most advanced smuggling technique, mm-hmm. and they bring in just the the sheer amount of 
guns, drugs, what, you know, they could even, they could even conceivably, and here's the scary part, be used to smuggle, uh, nuclear components. Oh you know, boy. Yeah, you're you would right. need to make a weapon. You're right, because you don't need to conceal anything. Nope. It's right out in the open. You just, it's how big is your sub? Yeah, what, can you dodge the radar? Exactly, yeah. Uh, just whatever, whatever you can carry in that thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I had no idea that that was even going on. I didn't know submarines were, were a factor in this. I know, but you know we couldn't. Well, we, you see, our vehicle show, we'd be remiss. You, know, you see boats, you, you see know, boats, you see, you see that sure. happen. You see planes, right. you see cars. Of yeah. course, there's trucks and you know just other other methods. Uh, tunnels, tunnels, tunnels are of course. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there are tunnels right now that uh, that they're smuggling cars through, entire cars through. Where? And uh, boy, I knew you were going to ask me that. Oh. But, um, hang on one second. I've got it in my notes. Can I talk amongst yourselves as I uh, look. Okay, here? I'll, I'll stop. Oh, here we go. Got oh, good. I knew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't launch into your routine. Um, new cars are being smuggled into Gaza at the Gaza-Egypt border underground. Oh, so yes. So these, these are tunnels that are large enough to bring entire vehicles through. Now, let's say that a new car, there's only a few dozen new cars in Gaza. Sure. Right? It's a and small area to begin exactly, with. Exactly. But <laughs> this article says they're bringing in Chevrolets. Weird. And I guess that's a popular brand or whatever, but uh, they said that this one guy that they interviewed, he paid something like $38,000 for just a, a sedan. I don't even remember what yeah. type of sedan it was, maybe Malibu or something like that. Um, he paid $38,000 for it, and $10,000 of that goes to the tunnel operators who bring it through just for the uh, the trouble of having to do that. Because smugglers do make a lot of money. Yeah, make it's very no mistakes. Yeah, they do, and it's very, very dangerous mm. and highly illegal. So, um, not a good idea, but I guess there's, there's more than one place where this goes on as well. Mm. So, um, and I think that, in fact, there's, there's a used car. Now, those are new cars that I'm talking about going yeah. to Gaza. They're, they're used cars that are being smuggled into Burma, wow. uh, from Thailand and China. Wow. So there's a, a crazy, you know, used car market that's going mm-hmm. on in Burma right now. And I guess the idea is that on one side of the border, the used cars are worth, uh, you know, like $3,000. And they, on the other side of the border, on the Burma side, they're mm-hmm. worth $6,000. So like there's, uh, there's, you know, ample reason for them to want to, well, 3,000 reasons for them to want to bring it across the border and sell it. <laughs> 3,000? Um, yeah, exactly. But, nice. you know, th- does the, uh, you know, does that, does that outweigh the danger of this whole thing? No. I don't think so. No, definitely not. No. Definitely not. Because, uh, you know, who knows what can happen to you if they catch you. Scott, I get the sense that are we moving toward a moral? Uh, you know, we are. And the, the moral is, well, of course, don't, don't do it. And I, I, I hate to, you know, stand on a soapbox here and tell you not to do something like this, but this is, this is bad news. It's illegal, of course. Mm-hmm. Dangerous, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just, it's, it's a world of trouble. Uh, I'm not speaking from experience or anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, right. it's, it's, it's bad news. Um, and, Honestly, when you when you look at what you're up against, you know they know all the tricks. Mm-hmm. They know uh, they're they're far ahead of what we're talking about here. Of course, sure. you know that that's there's no doubt about that. Right. Um, if not one step ahead of them all the time, mm-hmm. and um, I guess the last thing is that you're not going to fool the dogs. The no. dogs, the dogs know all. I mean, no, I mean, really, gonna, even if you're friends with them, <laughs> you know exactly. And they're and they they know they so know what to look for at this point. They're so well trained. Mm-hmm. Not just the dogs, the the officers as well. They all know what to look for. They all know what they're doing. And it's mm-hmm. just it's a losing proposition. I you know what I think that is absolutely I you know we don't sound like sticks in the did mud. I, did I, I sound preachy there? No, I didn't mean to sound preachy. no. It sounds because, a little bit. Well, it's just because uh, I know, of course. Uh, none of our listeners are. I hope no one is currently driving toward the U.S.-Mexican border in a van filled with cocaine. No. Thinking, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe I should pull over. If you are doing that, pull over, dude. 
pull over, switch cars, start a new life. It's not yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're we're hoping that we've given you just just for curiosity's sake. Yeah. Uh, we we hope we've told you some of the amazing, ingenious things that these people do. And if you think about it, Scott, uh, the people who are fabricating these traps and coming up with these things, although they are, um, although they are by any 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 sense of the term criminals. They are ingenious uh, car modifiers. Yeah, no, you're right. And uh, honestly, that's the intrigue for me is that, you know, how they do this, how it's done. Mm-hmm. I like I like uh, true crime for the same reason. I like I like to understand like oh, how yeah, Scott's a big true crime fan. I, I am. I really am. I love true crime, but uh, it's not I don't see it as a how to. <laughs> I see it as a as my wife thinks a, I do. A cautionary is, tale. Yeah, my wife, she raises her eyebrows every time I buy a new true crime book. But, she thinks um, you're getting one step closer yeah, exactly. to faking and, it. And if anything, it yeah. teaches you not to do that. Because, I mean, see, I'm digging myself into a hole. Maybe, there, but, maybe. But what I'm saying is, yeah. like, if the, the more you know about this stuff, the mm-hmm. less likely you're probably going to do this because it's so dangerous and so sure. uh, so out there on the other side of the law. There's there's even a, uh, just one more quick thing and then we'll yeah, wrap yeah. this up, but there's a smuggling museum in Mexico. No way. Yeah, there's a, it's in, uh, I'll butcher the name. It's C-U-L-I-A-C-A-N. Culiacan, Mexico. Culiacan. It's in northwestern yeah. Mexico. And, um, it's, again, it's a smuggling museum, so they've got all kinds of paraphernalia yeah. and ways that people have tried to smuggle things in. Mm-hmm. They've got a Chevrolet pickup on display there. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, it may be the only vehicle, I'm not sure. But, um, they have, it just has all kinds of James Bond-esque type stuff mm-hmm. to it. Uh, it's not so much that it has a lot of compartments and everything, but this has a way, ways of evading who's chasing you. It has, it has the capability of laying down an oil slick. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, it can, it has, uh, tire puncturing stars that it can deploy, you know, oh, behind it, which yeah. are kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and this is maybe the, the biggest one, tear gas grenade launcher. Finally, on the track, <laughs> I've been writing. Yeah, right. I've been writing the Monte Carlo guys for years. Like, listen, Chevy, here's what you have to do. Yeah, tear gas launching uh, grenade launcher. That's mm-hmm. what you need. Yeah, and I put like a little. You know, I put some nice stuff in there too. Compliments, like, oh, hey, sure. I like that other cup holder too. You guys are smart. <laughs> um, yeah, and then of course, uh, before we go into listener mail, um, last caveat: we do need to mention um, there has been a tremendous amount of violence. Always associated with these sorts of operations, with guns, drugs, uh, illegal trafficking in people, all sorts of things like this, um, by no stretch of the means. Again, because why? Why do we keep telling people that we're not advocating this, Scott? Well, because we're talking about it, and we feel like uh, right. we have to. Because we're saying how cool the uh, contraptions are that they use to hide things in, mm-hmm. and what we really mean is it's just a. Like an interesting method, I guess. Yeah, because we're just, you know, we're we're just two regular guys. To us, I think it would still be as fascinating if they were putting peanuts in there. Yeah. I'm just, I'm mystified by the mechanisms involved. That's right. You put your candy in there. You put your candy in there. See, see, I've changed it. We changed it. We took it up. Put your candy in there. I feel a little better about that one. You want to do some listener mail? I do. Okay, Scott. So Pat writes in from... Mishawaka, Indiana. Did I say that right? Correct. Nice one. Okay. Uh, and uh, Pat says some very nice things to us and then tells us a joke that I thought was hilarious, but we're not going to read on the air. Sorry, Pat. And then Pat also says, now here are a couple driving laws that I see ignored. He's talking about that driving laws episode we did. Okay. Uh, speeding in a school zone. Uh, I hate this, and if it's a two-lane road, I'll slow down to five miles per hour below the limit if there's someone behind me that flies up on me. 
I get a big grin seeing the frustration on their faces through my rear view. I know what Pat means. I've done that. Uh, and then the other day on a four-lane road, a car flew past me in a 25-mile-per-hour school zone. It made me furious because the car passed. I saw the bright yellow print of the St. Joseph County Police on the two-tone brown cruiser. Oh, boy. Needless to say, their office got a call from a concerned citizen. Imagine that's Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is the other peeve, pet peeve, driving law no one follows, uh, is people who go through railroad crossings when they are down. For both of these, I don't care how big of a hurry the driver is in, school children's lives and possible derailed trains and more innocent lives are worth more than being a bit tardy. Amen. I feel like Pat's preaching to the choir there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's right. Very good points there. Honestly, uh, the school zone thing gets me too. I mean, you have to slow down in school zones. You just never know where kids are gonna uh, pop up. You know, they mm. they they squirt off in between two parked cars. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's oftentimes you know the school buses loading and unloading in those zones. Yeah, uh, kids playing with uh, you know playing playing ball out in the sure. schoolyard, that type of thing. Um, really bad idea to speed in school zone. And also, I think a lot of people don't consider this. My mother, Susan Bullen, is a teacher and cunning and as crafty as those smugglers. I can tell you from years growing up under this woman, you never know where she is. You never know what she's planning to do next. So just don't speed in a school zone because if you pass her school, man, she will get in the car and find you. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, she'll hunt really. you down with a, uh, with a vengeance. Oh, man. She's, you know, I'm not an intense person. <laughs> Sounds I don't like know. a movie. Yeah, I don't know where it Possible came from. Possible movie. Maybe it should be yeah. a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Speed mom teacher. Something like that. Yeah, we'll work on the title. Yeah, definitely. And while we're working on the title, uh, why don't you guys tell us what you thought about this show? Do you have any smuggling stories? Uh, we <laughs> no, hope I, not. I, I hope not, but We hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it open to that. Oh, come on. We, okay, you're All right. right. You're right. right. Okay. So... Find us on Car Stuff on Facebook. Find us on Twitter at Car Stuff. Uh, find us on our awesome blog. And while you're on our awesome website, you can look at all kinds of articles that are auto-related. And Scott, where should they write to us if they can't find what they want? Probably at CarStuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.